Welcome to the SB, Billy Davis. My name's oh. Jeremy Kine. We're talking in the SB's new studio yeah. in St. Kilda. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. It's I, This is like so... I feel like I'm borderline in the museum too. Yeah, it is. So you like need to be, 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 be a bit careful. Yeah, yeah. I know they've got like <laughs> artifacts and stuff yeah, on the wall. Yeah, like look, what is that? An old tape deck? You yeah. should know. You're a music producer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a 1964... <laughs> 1964 uh, tape uh, microphone. Tape, yeah. tape microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, An yeah. old tape microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old tape microphone. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So uh, tell me about your creative process. We're going straight mm, into this. This is yeah. a series for the SB that's all about creative pursuits yeah. and being an artist. And yeah. you certainly are. Um, give yeah. us, give us like, why do you make? Why do you make things? I mean, music Ooh. is to be specific. <laughs> well, I make. There's probably two reasons. Um, one of them is it seems to be one of the few things I'm good at. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, it's one of my outlets to vent. Mm. Uh, I find myself that like when I get extremely frustrated, um, um, I either gravitate towards playing UFC. <laughs> so punching people in the virtual world playing or watching <laughs> no both I'm oh, like really? that's like my number one sport oh, that wow. I follow and then Premier League so oh, UFC brilliant. and then Premier League what's and your then, team? Uh, Man City but there's a reason it's because my dad followed them so uh, there was many years I'm like I don't really kn- I know he went for this team and they're terrible but so when everything <laughs> turned around oh they did uh, right? I'm laughing yeah. I'm laughing Amazing. we're number we're number one two years in a row uh, and UFC man I just I just love people punching each other and I've, I've just like sort of gotten obsessed like I got mentioned on ESPN the other day because mm. I actively tweet after a fight right like my manager's even gone like bro like, you're an artist musician why you talk more about UFC than anything on Twitter I'm like I love it and then I, I tweeted this undefeated guy and he like tweeted me back and I ended up on ESPN my friends were like what yes. the heck you're on ESPN I'm like yeah. Yeah. so I, I, I yeah it's crazy <laughs> So my yeah my creative process um, yeah just a bit of venting man and just yeah. creating because something's in my head and I want to get it out Mm-mm. yeah and from what age did you first recognize that um, ooh, probably from a young age like originally my 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 mum wanted me to trial me as a drummer and then she sort of realized yeah. oh this is a bit loud um hey here's a brand new organ I got from the op shop and then I was like <laughs> oh sweet started whacking away at that um, she tried piano lessons for a little bit um, but. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe my mind just can't really think theoretically. So mm. the piano teacher's like, this guy's not reading; he's just um, hearing and playing. So lessons didn't really work out for me. I just sort of self-taught myself. Wicked. Uh, and then I like, like I went to church every Sunday. So from a young age, I was just this kid just playing gospel on a Sunday. And then yeah, man, that's why a lot of my chords are a certain way and stuff like that. It's just what I grew up doing. And then. But no one ever knew. It's funny. I remember in year 10, they ran out of keyboard players at school. And one of my, no one was like, who are we going to use? And my mate's like, oh, you know, like Billy plays. And everyone was like, what? And then I just casually went up and started shredding. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Uh, but yeah, man, I just always been playing since I was young. Like, yeah. What, and you saying you went to church. What was that? Did that ever influence you in any spiritual way? Or like what? Oh, yeah, 100%. Out? I still go to church every Sunday. Yeah. Um, like and 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 play keys. It'll be funny. I'll go. I'll I'll come off like a tour and just go straight on Sunday. Um, and just play, man. It's just like that's what I believe. It's 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 part of my life. Mm. And you definitely heavily, like, influence my playing, man. And 
and mm. it's just an outlet for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so w- w- with your writing process right now, what's mm. kind of sparking or what's inspiring you? You're saying before we jumped into this, going for a bit of a dark period. Yeah. Can you, can you to, be, to be honest, it's, it's a, a lot of the music lately has just been dealing with um, my mum's passing two months ago uh, and just telling that story. Uh, a beautiful thing about like when I was young, I used to be obsessed with like script writing and film scoring. So I'd watch like horror movies and think about like, and then I'd start downloading like film scoring tracks. So everything I, everything I, every time I think about music, I think about a story being told. And uh, right now, just everything I'm gravitating towards is just telling the story of, of my mom and and mm-hmm. just dealing with my feelings too. Because you don't really know what the grief of losing someone is like until you actually deal with it. And I remember like seeing my friends lose someone and be like, "Hey, bro, I'm here for you," and not knowing that that really does nothing for them until you're in that position. And when people say that to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll give you something. I'll be there for you in a second. I'll punch you in the face. Like, um, <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy to be in that position and, and learning that not everyone's gonna understand how you're feeling. Like you really need to be able to have gone through it to understand what it's like. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a hectic period, man. Like I've gone, it's probably the darkest period of my life, but I've also seen some crazy bright lights that I can't help but think like my mom is watching over me and and uh, yeah man yeah it's been it's been crazy so, so for, for someone that wants to support someone that's going through that what would what would you advise or recommend like yeah like because like you say there's a lot of things that we go through that it's, it's hard yeah. to go yeah like depression when I went for depression yeah. I didn't know what it was like before that so when I was empathizing with someone I, felt, I was quite limited in that ability yeah. but once you go through it yeah yeah so one one thing I would steer away from and one thing that did trigger me a lot was when people go would and I know people wouldn't mean to say it but it'd be something that people just add to their vocabulary and that's the the words I know what you're going through Mm. like hey hey man hope you're okay like I know what you're going through and then half the time be like do you know what do you have you had someone taken away from you by force uh and like that would trigger me so one thing Number one rule, don't ever say that. Second thing is, you don't nis- a lot of people think because we live in a day and age where there's content, 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 mm. that they need to say a lot mm. in order to help me. Mm. But the people that help me the most, like my best friend, Phil, he helped me because he'd just come over and just sit in the corner mm. and not say anything, but just be there and just absorb what was happening. Mm. And some, some days he'd come in I just start screaming and I'd rant for like two hours about life and about the situation. And he'd be like, yeah, man, that sucks. I don't know what you're going through, but that sucks, man. And just acknowledging what it was. And that, that helped me a lot. So I think the number one thing, just be there and you don't, you don't need to have all the answers. In a day and age where mm. everyone seems to have a cookbook or a solution to everything and there's a YouTube tutorial video through three videos, if you like and subscribe or whatever, mm. you can find out how to, like none of that. You just need to be there mm. and not, you don't have to have any of the answers. Just showing that you support and love that person has been, is the best thing to do. Mate, that, mate that's, I think that's tr- universal across all mm. suffering that you see your friend or loved one yeah. go through, isn't it? It's just like having that ability to just be present listen don't yeah. advise them but just just yeah. be, be open because one thing is people don't realize if you haven't been through it and most of the people when they're in this they're in a vulnerable position so if you try to give advice on something you have no knowledge about you're mm. probably going to do more damage than you are because imagine yeah if, right you go, oh you, so you recognize you do this and then it backfires 
Mm, I, yeah, yeah, no one mm. wants that at all. It's funny how you got that compulsion to do that, isn't it? It's yeah. like it, you, you feel like you feel uncomfortable, and then you go, "Oh, I feel like I need to fix this." Yeah, and then so you just create a, a something that you think yeah. might help. <laughs> yeah, man, and I, like I like that's one thing I've learned. I've learned a lot of patience. At the start, I was just automatically triggered. What the hell? You don't know what I'm going through. Let's fight right now. Bruce Buffer, call out my name. Is we're about to start a punch on right now, <laughs> and then later, like understanding not everyone knows what I'm going through and even though it sucks and it hurts me they're going to be inclined to say I know what you're going through because of and then my I just have to sort of turn the volume down and just not listen because I'm like well mm. they just want to sort of yabba mm. um, but yeah man 100% mm, just being right. there for people and just supporting them and go you know what I don't know what you're feeling right now but I just want to let you know I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to support you and I'm going to make sure you get through best thing ever what what was the like the sequence of emotions that you went through like initially and um, how did you contend with them in yourself? Because it was you said it was just an abrupt thing. It was before. I was I was having breakfast at a cafe. I'd spoken with my mum a day before that, and she she was on the way to the dental hospital, and she was laughing on the phone. I was cracking jokes, and then she was uh, she, her and my auntie were laughing so much. She's like. I go, I better stop, I better leave because you guys might crash the car because I'm telling too many jokes. Then, then like, the, the call ended, a day passed, didn't think anything. I was like, oh, I haven't talked to my mom for a day, it's not the end of the world. And then the Saturday came and my auntie just started following texting me going, I've got a really bad feeling. Um, we haven't heard from your mom in, like, a day, which is really unusual for her, like, not at all. And her phone's going straight to, like, it's died. I, I, and my, my my auntie just started going, I've got a really bad feeling about this. And I was, like, my mum used to be, like, she's one of those, she was one of those mums where, like, boy cries wolf. Like, she would just, like, over-exaggerate everything medically she was going through. So uh, there were so many days I'd rush her to the emergency ward and it'd be like, oh, she has a cough. I'm like, frick. So I, I didn't think anything of that. I was a bit like, so what my, my so I live a bit, a bit away from my mum now. So I told my cousin to go there. I'm like, just suss, she's okay. Hmm. And he went there, I kept eating breakfast. And then he messaged me, he goes, I'm here. There's lights on inside, but like, she's not answering, man. I've got a bad feeling. And that's when something I sort of knew. Mm. So it was pretty nightmarish, man. Like, I'd wish it upon no one. Um, I, 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 I floored it to the house. Um, we got there, we saw the back door was open. And my mom's like really paranoid though. So like, she'll lock every gate and crevice of the house when she leaves. She'll put sticks on the window so people can't open it in any way. Mm. And to have to, for her not to be answering the door with the back door open was like, okay, something's wrong. Mm. So I ended up having to call the police, man. And then, yeah, they broke into the house. Um, I was waiting outside. And when they didn't come out straight away, it was like half an hour passed. Yeah, I just sort of knew. And then they came out and broke the news that they'd found her in the hallway. And... Mm. Yeah, it was just nightmarish, man. And for like a good 40 minutes, I was just screaming and crying. Because one thing with grief is one of the first things that hits you that I'm still dealing with it now, but mm. you do realize there's nothing you can do is, is the what if. Like, oh man, how would it, what if I was here yesterday? What if I was here yesterday? Mm. And like your, your mind like just goes wild. And it was just... Dealing with that, and then there was this moments of, of just silence and just processing it. And then as the day has gone on, th th there's like, you'll always go back to the what ifs, but then there's also like, just, um, 
right? Like the what ifs. Mm, um, mm. And just dealing with like, I haven't cried today. Mm. Uh, do I, did I really love her? Like, you, like you'll just have crazy things like that where it's just like, every, any time with what if, like it, it, it is what it is. It's a, it is a what if, but at the end of the day, this is what happened. Mm. And, and it's more about how are you going to choose to live now that this has happened and how are you going to approach it? So me being able to throw a concert three days after it happened and have like artists from Sydney and stuff fly down just to support and, and do a benefit. Because I, I knew her last dream was to, to be buried in the Philippines. And I knew I didn't have money to do that. Hmm. So I'm like, the only way I'm going to do that is I just happen to be an artist. I'm going to throw a concert. Threw a concert, announced it on three days notice, sold it out, made enough money to take her home. Like big love to everyone that came out to that and supported, wow. and all the artists that performed for zero dollars, just to be able to make take my mum home crazy, and then mm. within a week, took her home to the family that she hadn't seen in ten years, um, and it was like it was happy sad. I'm seeing all these relatives that love me that have been seeing how my music's been going down here and and shouting out love, but having to explain what happened to my mum mm. and. Yeah, it was it was very like I'm crying. I'm so happy because I'm with my nieces. I'm crying. Um, and then yeah, oh, going man. through the whole funeral process twice. I had to do one here for all her friends and family. I had to do one there, and the the, the one there was a full culture shock because mm. death is just something that I guess in the Philippines and more like countries similar, it just happens all the time. So everyone's a bit numb to it. Like. Mm they'll want the coffin wide open and everyone looking at it and just going back and forth like it's a normal thing we're here like it's a bit like okay we've seen it enough let's close the lid mm. and that was definitely a hard thing to deal with uh, but it's been a journey man like i'm still dealing with it because i'm cleaning out my mum's house at the moment mm. and that's just hectic but at the same time it's beautiful because like i'm re you realize i'm learning a lot more about her even though like i knew her my whole life but just seeing how much she loved me too. Like mm -hmm. when I played for Prince Harry and Meghan, she, she, she like framed all the invites with my name on it and their name. Mm -hmm. And she's, so, and I remember when her friends would come over, she like, check that out. My son did that and stuff Amazing. like that. So it's, it's a journey. It's, it, and it's not something you ever get over. It's something you just learn to, to live with. And then I guess the biggest thing for me is this is what happened. What am I going to do now that this has happened? Right, so that that's the, that's the strongest mental strategy yeah. you have against it, as opposed yeah. to what if or look back or um, yeah, look. The, the, I'll, I'll be lying if I says there aren't days which says what if. I actually I'm writing a song called Superman because like so many times in my mind I'm like, oh God, if you can give me the power of time travel, I can fix this all up mm. real easy. Mm. But it's like, it doesn't work like that. Every person, you can't be everywhere at once. Even Superman can only be in one place at once, and he's like got all the superpowers in the world. So he couldn't even save her, mm. and he's like got all the powers. Mm. So what can you do? And I'm like, yeah. But yeah, there's days where I question I could have done something different. But then, the biggest thing for me is how am I going to continue her legacy? How am I going to live on after losing her? Am I going mm. to go to the the bottom of a bottle, and that's just going to be my life? I'm going to be depressed for the rest mm. of my life, um, or Am I going to make something beautiful from this? Mm. And there are days where sometimes I lean towards the darker side, but like at the moment, I'm choosing to, to, to make something beautiful from it. That must take so much mental strength. Like, I could, it's so much mental strength mm. because it's you, you, you determine your reality with your thoughts, right? And so if it's a slippery slope. It's like it's... I know what depression, anxiety for me is like a slippery yeah. slope. If I start going down one, it goes down another, and then all yeah. of a sudden, 
or if I get triggered by something, then yeah. it like it takes a lot more strength to pull yourself out and 100%. and do what you're saying, which which I think is a really beautiful, powerful thing yeah. of looking forward. How can I build from this? How can yeah. I grow from this? How can I continue a legacy? Like those yeah. kind of notions are just amazing yeah. and so admirable, man. Like thank you, man. Like really so admirable because fuck, it would be hard. It's. And the thing is, it's like, even even though I've made that decision, just by making that decision doesn't automatically mean that everything's good now. No. It's an everyday decision. Yes. It's a decision I have to make every day because it's, it's not like I've subscribed to a 12-month contract with a telecommunication <laughs> and like, whatever I get out of it. It's like, today, which one do you choose? Choose your poison. And I'm like, frick. And it's an everyday battle. And some days, like, like I said, like, the the good side doesn't win, and it's hard. Um, what what are some things that in, in help you pick the good side? You know, like you know, what are some practices that you do that put you in a good headspace to to be stronger? Ooh. Well, definitely like um, church on a Sunday, surrounding myself with positive people has definitely helped, um, and being able to talk has definitely been a massive thing. Um, so many people. Uh, like so many people, I'm thankful to them. I'm sorry that I annoy them at the worst time. I just ring and I just need to talk. I think a lot of times, especially in this day and age, even with Instagram removing the like number feature, like mm. everyone's comparing. No one wants to go. I'm I'm in the worst position ever. Um, help. Um, but it's so important, man. Like, so many days I even panic because I'm like, frick, I'm an artist now. People look up to me. I can't be struggling. Um, but mm. man, I think people relate more with the realness. Mm. Like you just need to be real. You got to make a decision to just go, I'm not okay, but it's okay to not be okay, but I'm going to get help. Mm. I'm going to talk. Um, the worst thing you can do is letting things bottle. Mm. And sometimes I do letting things bottle. And, and what, another thing is like looking after your health too. Like, mm. like your physical health, like what you eat. And yeah. And that's something drink. I'm still struggling with. Like yeah. I'm terrible, but I know it's something I'm striving towards. Um, but talking with people, acknowledging that it's not okay, and then, like, obviously seeking help with that. Mm. I think that's one of the biggest things because people just go, "No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine." Then next thing you know, they're gone. Like so many friends, I've lost who have said they're okay, they're okay, they're okay, they're okay. Then one thing happens after another, and they're gone. It's like, what the heck? No one saw it coming, and it's like, is it? You mean they take took their taking life. their own life? Oh. And it's just like, has society just sort of set up this thing where it's taboo to say, I'm not doing okay right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going through the worst um, yeah. period of my life. So yeah, one thing, and music helps me, and just just choosing to not put myself in positions where I know it trigger me. Mm. Or it'd send me down a darker path. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, mm. So unfortunately, that means cutting off some friends that are going to be less beneficial than beneficial at the moment and stuff mm. like that. It's mm. just, this this life's too short. I've seen that firsthand many a time and, and, and now definitely way too short with what mm. happened with my mom. So you just, you got to be willing to, to make sacrifices, whether that means stop doing that or stop hanging with those people. You just got to do it. Stop drinking. If mm. that's going to send you towards a dark thing, then stop doing it, man, mm. because life's too short. And people got to remember, even though it doesn't feel like it, people, like you got people around you that love you. And mm. and I just think now, like my mom, like just seeing all these people that came through the thing, everyone has to remember, like, like there's going to be people there for you. Like, you, like, like yeah. Mate, 
man, it's such a, it's such a, I appreciate you just being open and just completely wearing your yeah. heart and sleep of it because it's not an easy thing. I can't imagine it would be an easy thing to talk about. It, it, it was definitely hard at the start. But this is the crazy thing. Like my, my next album had always talked about my mum to the point where even my girl and my man were like, why are you talking about your mum so much? And I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, I just feel like it's part of this narrative. And then for my mum to pass during making the album, it's like, okay, what the heck is it's going eerie. on right now? It's, it's a bit eerie, but it's a bit like it was meant to be like this, mm. which is a weird thing altogether. Because mm. acceptance um, must be a huge component. Because I, I found out my mum had cancer, and that oh, does that, that's something Sorry. that that's something that knocked me over. Um, yeah. And I could ne- like you said, like you can never understand what it would like be like to go through until you go through it, and then you just yeah. y- your whole inner reality gets bowled over. Yeah. But you, but you, the, the, how you process it is everything. Yeah. And I think uh, that's why I really, really like the way you talk about it. And I know. It's not to say that every day is like that because, like you say, it's, yeah. there's a lot of dark days, and sometimes I have like really dark days, just in general. And mm. and to be able to navigate them in a positive manner or optimistic manner, yeah, it's like you have to know yourself quite well, don't you? Because it's like, yeah. right, this is I'm not I'm not happy right now, but this will like practices like going to the gym or doing yeah. something that boosts your self-esteem that you're good at, like producing music yeah. like yourself. So one thing I've been doing a lot lately is I've just been telling my girl in the middle of the night, I need to go to the studio because our studio is not at the house. Yeah. I need to go and she'll be like, go. So like 3 a.m. or like 10 o'clock at night, I'll leave to go there and, and that, that just helps me because the worst thing is just going, oh, well, this is something, oh, well, I'm just going to let this bowl over. And then it gets bad, man. Because mm. then it just starts swirling and starts swirling right, and building and building right. and build up and, go, and then it gets really bad. So, like, yeah, you just, like, knowing, like, what helps is 100% an important thing. Yeah. And for me, making music has been important. Talking to people has been important. Uh, yeah. Talking is a big one, isn't it? Hundred percent. Particularly for dudes, I reckon it's um, finding friends. Crying too, man. Yeah. There's there's like a stigma where like, oh, you're a man, you can't cry. Mm. And to be honest, that's one thing that did more damage than helped me at the start. Mm. I was choosing not to cry, Mm. and it was building. (laughs) It was building really bad. And then I remember the day before my mum's funeral, being at um, I was helping set up the place. And it just been building was I hadn't cried. I was just like, no, I'm a tough guy. Everyone's like, oh, you're so strong. And I'm like, and then I remember, because I was going to play piano for my mum's funeral. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed this piano to stand. I don't know what came over it. it it's, it it's legit what I was saying. It was just swirling and swirling. And then it just consumed me. And I just started smashing this stand into the ground. And it was a pretty heavy stand. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, I don't even know what made me. It just like, I couldn't, it wasn't, it was like I wasn't even controlling myself. Wow. Just bang, bang, bang. It was so loud. Everyone that was helping set up sort of froze like, what the heck? And I looked down and this like steel stand, I'd, I didn't know whether it was adrenaline or what. It was like bent in half. And like, I had some massive mates trying to put it back like, what have you done, dude? And I was just like, I'm just like crying, like, like standing there like, mm. and I'm like, I, 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 it's like I blacked out, man. Mm. I was like, what the heck happened? Mm. And then from then, like my close friends um, and, and, and my girl and so I've just been like, yeah, I'm going to cry now. I'm going to cry now. And it's going to be okay because I need to get it out. Mm. And it's, so, it's okay. It, just, it means I love my mum. Mm. It means I cared about this person. Mm. That's why I'm crying. Mm. It's not because I'm weak. It's not because I, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying. It's, it's acceptance is such a big part of this from, what you, from hearing what you're saying. Like yeah. you accepting that you've got these emotions, accepting that you're going through this thing, accepting yeah. your mother's death. Like it, it's, only, it's kind of like it's amazing how much we don't accept realities or situations and, yeah. and how much suffering that creates. Huh? Yeah, man. Like it's, it's the resistance to it that creates all the... Because you stop yourself me. from moving forward. You, you yeah. put yourself in a position where you're like, no, I'm not, not, not. It's like when you get a <laughs> yeah. phone bill like for 300 bucks and then you ring them and you go, nah, this is not right. And they go, nah, it is. And you're going to pay it or you're going to go, nah, 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 that's, nah, that's not <laughs> and then it comes back, And then it comes back in 360 in red and you're like, nah, 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 that's, that, that's not right. And then... You see that like your phone's not working, like no 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 that bill's still not right. And the next thing you know, someone's taking your couch, yeah. and you're like no 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 no. no, no, no. no. It's, but it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Exact same thing. That's such a great great example <laughs> yeah. of like what what denying reality is yeah. like. It's denying like anything. Like your boss gives yeah. you feedback at your work, not happy with this album, or like or not your boss, but you yeah. know like the person yeah. you're working with. And you're like no 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, well, I don't have a record deal anymore. Nah, nah this guy. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but the thing is, so many people do it, it's man. It's a funny sketch, and that's probably why, like, um, there's so many overdue. Uh, why debt collectors have a job in the first place? True. And people just Denial. denying reality, man. Denying that they can afford something, so they they take out massive credit cards. So it's 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 a global epidemic. Mm. Denying reality, yeah. like legit, isn't it? Yeah. I remember my my friend um, telling me a story. Um, pretty, scared me a bit though. He went to like Sweden and did one of those um, chamber where there's no sound, there's no light, and Sempre- sensory. And, and he goes at full working up proper, but that's that, that terrified me. He was like, mm. "Bro, it was just like ten minutes of just pure darkness. I couldn't smell, mm. couldn't see, mm. couldn't hear. So I was just left to my own thoughts." And he was saying it was just terrifying to think, like, to be in that position. And like, man, man, it's just, there's, there's been days like that though, like with, with this all happening, like, because at the start you sort of isolate yourself, it really illuminates certain things to you. Mm-hmm. Because we, we've got us so much stuff exposed to us nowadays, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do mm-hmm. this. It's, it, it, it's most of the time your brain can't process what's really going like mm. what's important and what's going on and stuff like that mm. so I found when I isolated myself after my, my mum passed my brain really opened up to like man I could be using my time a lot better mm. um, I'm actually a bit of a douche like and it's just it is what it is like oh no don't call yourself a nah I've actually you know what if if, if my mum passing made me realise I'm poor with my time I'm not going to go nah I'm not to make myself feel better because if I made a mistake um, with my time with my mum, it is what it is, and I'm going to live with it. But I'm going to choose to be better, mm. and that's that's that, that's one of the biggest things, man. That's great. Yeah. So, w- w- can you be specific with your creative process, like, and how you get disciplined with getting in the studio, and you know, like, because any creative, like, there's that time where you're inspired and it's effortless and it's flow yeah, state, yeah. and then there's the times where you're chipping away and doing that twenty percent refinement grind. Yeah. I think like it's really like it's think of it like like as an artist when you when you're painting a painting and you've got like every artist at the start has you, you can get like a massive palette with all these colors and just go to work 
But I always find the best things in a creative process come when you just do the basics. So even just starting with chords, so going back to black and white, just going back to a basic sketch. Mm. Uh, and yeah, man, I've just been starting with chords and just humming mm. and then just drums. What's, uh, what's your hurdle point? Like w- what point do you normally get tripped up in the most with, with the beginning to end process? Um, like what's your, what's your biggest challenge, should I say, like in yeah. your creative endeavor? Uh, I would say the biggest challenge is it's two two things and 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 they're both complete opposites but but it, it it's it's funny one thing is because it just shows how whack we are as creatives <laughs> one thing being willing to take feedback and go back to the drawing board and go i need to change this mm. i find that's one of the biggest things because we're all so precious about what we create and in saying that in the same way having the balls to be able to show someone Right. Two. Gotcha. So it's 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 two things. Being able to show someone in the first place, which and it could be good or bad, it is what it is. And then also, yeah, this is good but going back and changing it is a hard thing. Mm. And mm. I feel I've seen so many creatives like creative like artists like so talented get get given feedback and legit their their career just goes because they, they couldn't hack that. This song could have been better if they made a minor change. Right. And it's like, I don't know if it's an ego battle thing too, but yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's a fine line. I think it's the line you're dancing there is like, because mm. it's, it's how much do you push and go, no, this is an amazing song. Or, yep. or how much you go, all right, well, I'll put it in the bag for someone else or, yep. you know, or something else. Exactly right. So it, it's, it's sometimes like, it's such a tri- the tricky thing is sometimes the feedback's right, sometimes the feedback's wrong. Gotcha. So it's like, how do you navigate that? And one thing I, one way I navigate it is, first thing is I just trust my gut. Mm. But then the second thing is to like, you got to surround yourself with people with like with a few wins on the board too. Like if mm. I'm not going to show like, like a random with like no experience musically and go, do you reckon these 808s are EQ'd properly? Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah. They're not going to know what I'm talking about. Like, it, it does help to have people that actually know what they're talking about giving feedback to. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest danger. Even with life, we're talking about mm-hmm. getting advice from people that have no experience going through what you're doing. It's the worst thing to do, same thing going with musically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me anyway. But sometimes, like, you've got to show track to, like, a, a person that is listening to music um, just just because they want to listen to music and they like it, it means all right. So the, the normal person can relate. These chords aren't too crazy. Um, so it's a fine line, man. Mm. Like yeah. What dance? What 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 excites you the most about your like your your future as a producer? Like and what 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 who you want to work with? Like yeah. What kind well, of music? Well, you one write? crazy thing that I've it's definitely sunk in a lot more over the last two months is I've noticed. The artist I've worked with or who have sung for me and or rap for me and, and seeing their careers sort of begin or start to take off. Like it excites me that I could end up being one of those guys that might not necessarily be like a like a pop star or whatever, but I was like someone that you can go, he was part he was a necessary part of all these artists' journey. So like a Quincy Jones or mm. like a like a Dre or Rick Rubin or Rick Rubin exactly yeah. right that not necessarily were at the forefront um, on a magazine cover mm. or whatever mm. or, or or you know what I'm saying yeah totally but agree, but were so if they weren't there then the, that thing would have happened and like that's something I've definitely started gravitating towards saying that's so cool mm. or even a Mark Ronson like he he was just down here recently like I've sort of 
been like i want to be that person in in mm. melbourne or mm. that per, that type of person in general mm. yeah, mm. yeah. What, what kind of what kind of artists specifically are you excited about working with you know like in terms of styles or genres or oh man I, I just i love one biggest thing that's always been for me is i love finding that random artist was all, all my all, all the singers in, in, in my band and stuff were just people i found on instagram man, and threw them an awkward dm and hope they would reply hmm. so i love Having seen that person that's made the risky decision to put a video up um, on Instagram or YouTube, whatever it is, in the first place, because that's scary in the first place. Mm. Uh, look, it might not necessarily have to be one take wonders, but like they've obviously made a decision to put it up, go, this is dope, do you want to do something? And then seeing people that have taken those risks um, get confidence and realize, wow, like I'm actually something a lot more than that and that brings so much joy to my life mm, like i even mm. did that um right, right after my mum passed i i just became like full and obsessed with my roots in the philippines and stuff and mm. i hit up a, a random youtube cover singer in the philippines i'm uh, not in the philippines from la that was filipino and just threw on the album and she hadn't she, she knew who i was but she was like what the heck it's so random and barely any followers or whatever but i'm just like dude you're you're awesome you're fantastic i reckon the world should hear about you mm. being able to have that power I love it, man. Just be able to elevate someone that no one knew about, but mm. they're, they're awesome. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that, man. I, I think that trajectory in your consciousness of like lifting people up or supporting yeah. talent is a real beautiful characteristic. You, you see it in the greats like Rick Rubin, like these these guys that just want to supp- like lift up great art yeah. or like facilitate their... And yeah. I, I feel like even like Rick Rubin says a lot of things that I, I really love the way he speaks and the way he like don't tell me what it sounds like show me what it sounds like he's very open and he's he's a reducer he pulls shit out yeah. as opposed to producing it or well, like that's what he says yeah himself. he he he's like one of the goats and I, I was blessed enough to to work with one of uh his recent artists he signed so right. I was legit like one step away from wow. one degree away from him wow. her name is madison ryan ward and and she the thing is she was just a viral youtube cover singer with a ridiculous voice. And Rick just saw her and goes, you're talented, mm. move out to LA, I'll sign you to my record, uh, my record label and let's get going. And same thing, man, exact same thing. Like, that's my dreams, man. That's my goal, it's just to be able to do that, man. Yeah. I love but, seeing you do it in Melbourne as well. Like, that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what excites I'm, me. I'm, I'm all for it, man. Like, like, big shout out to all my crew, man. Like, legit, I didn't pick them because there were who were available. I picked him because I was like, man, these guys are special. And man, like they're all, all my crew are all dropping their own projects and like that. So I, I love it, man. And I, and I continue to do it, man. Like this, Melbourne has so much talent. Um, mm. But even in the Philippines, man, like doing all this stuff with artists out there, like there's people no one knows about that are crazy talent. I just love it, man. I love making like someone that no one knows about but it's just got a beautiful gift and let's go. Let's run with it. I'll give you all my tools. I'm not going to ask you for a crazy paycheck. Let's, I just want to see you shine because I reckon we can take this somewhere. I love it, man. I love it so much. If you had to like just analyze that for a moment, indulge that that intention in you for a moment, like what is, what would you say it comes boils down to like why you care to do that? Um, but to be honest, um, people did it um, for me my whole life. Losing my dad at three um, being brought up by an immigrant Filipino who had no sort of uh, credentials or whatever to get a proper job here. So she was like cleaning people's houses from all I can remember, waking up at 5 a.m., 
But that money alone wasn't enough to get get us by. So my whole life, I was exposed to generous people that like saw something in me and my mum and made a decision to go forward and go. You know what? We'll pay for your groceries this week, or we'll we'll drive you um, to church on a Sunday just so you guys can surround yourself um, with with a with a positive community and stuff. Uh, my whole life, I've been exposed to generosity. Mm. Um, even my mum, man, like this, like what sacrificing her money to get my first keyboard and stuff like that. I've seen it from the most important woman in my in my, in my life. Mm. Um, why would I just take that for granted and not do the same? Mm. So that's probably been the biggest thing, man. Monkey see, monkey do. Mm. Ex- expose me to ridiculous amounts of generosity my whole life. I only can expect for myself to do the same thing. And I hope that by doing this, what I'm doing, someone else goes, you know what? Um, and I'm not going to turn every single thing I do. Because I think it's very easy, especially in music or anything, to turn everything into a business transaction. Mm. It's like, man, let's just elevate art. Let's just, let's just, just help each other. Let's just be kind to one another. Mm. And we'll probably have less, um, less anxiety and less like, mental health issues because everyone would be kind to another. We wouldn't be backing each other into a corner mm. and trying to um, milk us for everything we're worth. Mm. So that's why I'm the way I am. Mm. And I can only hope that I rub off on some other people too. You're so fucking yeah. wicked, man. Yeah. Did you do you find Australia is a bit of a tall poppy vibe with bringing people down? Like that's one thing I've noticed recently that is a mm. bit irky because like you go places like America or California, particularly or New York, and there's got a strong tendency to lift each other up, collaborate, and yep. watch want other people to succeed. But here it's like by nature of pulling people down, you're basically celebrating the fact that you don't want to take a risk. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the mentality. Dude, it was crazy. I was actually talking about this um, with some of my fam uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because I'll be honest, man, like I've been in some crazy, like when I first started doing music and I'm being showed up, like I'm the type of person like on my last album, I literally made a track that not everyone liked. That was literally just me ranting. So I don't care about um, clout or anything like that. I will legit speak the truth and I'm going to speak the truth. I remember in my early stages, like, I I, I somehow got myself into a, I think Damn Funk did a gig. Uh, and I wanted to go because I was an aspiring musician in Melbourne. Mm. And I just wanted to be around some of the cool people. And hope something happened. But I'll be honest with you, like I left that place so sad mm. and and so depressed because everyone was so clicky. I wasn't no one, and no one really gave me any love. And I remember going home and man, if this is how I wanted to be f- to feel trying to do music here in Melbourne. Then don't worry about it. Mm. Um, like don't worry, mm. it's, it's not worth feeling like this. Mm. And yeah, I think. We were talking about art and how precious it is. Mm. To everyone out there, I know like you can you can get really competitive with art and stuff like that. Just but but you you gotta you gotta be in a really special place to judge someone else's art and tell them it's not good enough. That's that's what they've put their 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 sweat and tears in that. Mm. And if they think it's beautiful, good on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like you need to be a real piece of work to go. You know what? That might you might have put. Uh, an entire year into making that album but I think it's not beautiful too bad mm-hmm. if, you, if, you th- if you start thinking about it like that it's just like what um, And but yeah man like I've dealt with so many I can tell you so many horror stories um, it's, fu- it's funny like I, I often feel like some people like push me to say to talk about camaraderie and all that but I'm like 
I didn't really feel that to be honest. I felt more like I had to, I had to work extra. And the only reason why, and the thing is, not everyone's going to take it though. People are going to get tall poppied and like pushed back, and they won't get back up. The only reason I I got back up because I I, I dealt with adversity my whole life. Like I I lived with like a immigrant Filipino like mother, and like we had nothing. So when people said no. I didn't just take that no and go, this is my existence. I took that no and go, what can I do to make this not a no? Mm. How hard do I have to work to make this not a no? Um, but not everyone's like that. Mm. Someone's going to get a no and like go, and, and what could have been one of the most beautiful things in the world does, never happens. Mm. Mm. So that's a sad thing about it, man. But yeah, man, I don't know why. I don't know why people aren't kind to each other. Maybe it is this, this the world we live in now where everyone compares... Or, but you know what? Like, like I said, it, it, the strength in numbers. And, and if I can start something where I start being positive and go, you know what? You, you are good enough. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. And that spreads. I, I, I totally believe we can change that because mm-hmm. it has to start somewhere. Like I'm sure in LA and all that stuff. Like when I went to LA, I know exactly what you're talking about. But there's, but like I've there's, seen also aspects of LA where it's gross as well. It's gross. Mm. But someone made a decision to go, you know what, we're going to start doing jams or whatever, or we're going to start hanging and we're all going to be homies. And that, like, start doing house jams. Yeah, the pockets, play. there's pockets. Yeah, like they them. do that. Someone made a decision and started doing that and be inclusive and it changed everything. Yeah. And I think we could do the same in Melbourne, like, 100%. In yeah. Australia, I've, I've, I've seen so many uh, chop me down. It's funny, man. Like, I even see people uh, I deal with artistically now where they probably don't remember me, but I remember hitting them up when I was a no one and being like treated pretty not kind. Mm. And I could choose to be like McGrudgy or whatever, but I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna be like that. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Mate, you've, you've like, you, you're, you're a fucking generous, big-hearted, <laughs> like hyper-creative, beautiful man, dude. And I. Oh. Like thanks for your time and sharing, and thanks for like oh, your man. openness and like. Nah, this has been fantastic. It's it's just like it feel like you've I've really got to know you and like oh, understood you, your man. creative process and understood the depths of you as well, which is yeah. like I think it's a it's it says a lot about someone's character to be able to be so open with your life in all aspects as it feels like as I feel yeah. like you are and um, still be good, you know. Like I think. I think it, it it says a lot about someone's mental resilience to be able to do that. So, thanks, man. Massive, massive props. <laughs> oh man, oh, you, you got me on a good day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks so much, man. Nah. And people can check you out. Um, what's your Instagram handles? Uh, and what place? So yeah, my Instagram handle is Young Billy Davis. Y U N G B I L Y D A V I S. I Billy Davis was taken. I chose that to take the piss out of trap rappers. Uh, and then people thought it was super dope, so I kept it. <laughs> it's, man, your mu- people fucking check out your music. It's Thank you, man. wicked. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Big love, man. Uh, big love, man. Thank you.